and welcome to Jiu-Jitsu Red to Blue. I'm Tish Durkin, and today, for once, I am going to agree wholeheartedly with MAGA's resounding message of the moment. That message is, Donald Trump is an idiot. Now, in fairness, that's part two of the MAGA message being pounded ever since the announcement of Trump criminal indictment number three, or number two if you're just counting federal indictments, number one if you're listing them in order of significance from conspiracy to defraud the American people by way of overturning a free and fair election on down. Anyway, part one of the MAGA message is Donald Trump isn't a crook. So the second half, he's an idiot, is supposed to help get him off the hook for the first. No doubt, MAGA will stick with Trump no matter how indisputably, over the course of how many indictments, he turns out to be a crook and an idiot. But the rest of us need to be clear on the fact that by the account of the former president's own attorneys, he is at least one of those two. The Republican National Committee sees this as no reason to make Trump an exception to its rule that all Republican presidential candidates must pledge to support the eventual nominee on pain of being excluded from the debates it sponsors, thus forcing even the few candidates with the guts to attack Trump to render themselves either hypocritical or invisible. I hate this topic, and I bet you do too. I wasn't even going to devote so much as one summertime short episode to the whole Trump indictment circus, partly because everyone else is saying so much more than enough about it, but also because 99.9% of the facts that reasonable people are stating should not need to be stated at all. No, the right to free speech does not entail the right to criminal conspiracy to overturn an election or commit any other crime. If it did entail that right, No one in this country would be able to do anything because everyone in this country would be free to defraud everyone else about everything. Also, the sky is up, sugar is sweet, and Tuesday comes after Monday. It all seems like an awful waste of breath. But like all Americans, I am living that Trump indictment circus. Waking up every day to the freaks and the fire breathers and the tightrope walkers, all of them trying to get everyone's mind off the erosion of rights, the crumbling of roads, the burning of the planet, the massive allocation of resources from the Americans who need them most to the Americans who need them least, and far, far above all, the strangling in plain sight of our democracy. And all of these attractions and distractions are centered around the rearing, raging Republican elephant that stands an excellent chance of crushing us all. Speaking of crushing, maybe it's not such a waste of breath for me to be doing an episode on this. After all, this podcast is about crushing MAGA under the weight of its own arguments. And nowhere are MAGA's own arguments more thunderously, self-owning, self-contradicting, self-defeating than in the realm of of their defense of Trump. For example, if you accept the MAGA theory of our Constitution, you believe that its framers set up a provision for the violent overthrow of the government they were taking such care to establish. And you further believe that Kamala Harris has the right to pick our next president. After all, Trump has now spent a couple of years insisting, and his acolytes have been echoing, that on January 6, 2021, then-Vice President Mike Pence had the authority to reject the electoral count, or, as freshly recruited Trump attorney John Loro has been putting it all week on TV, to put it on pause and send it back to the states. Apparently, 
erstwhile vice presidents Richard Nixon, Walter Mondale, Dan Quayle, and Al Gore were all unaware of the power vested in them when they stood before the Senate and announced the defeat of presidential tickets that they were on. But in the event that MAGA somehow wins this argument, Vice President Harris will be aware of it and should feel free to ensure that MAGA's candidate does not win the next election. What's more, the Make America Great Again crowd clearly does not believe in some of the central tenets of the American founding, such as a government of laws and not of men or individuals. There's always been tension around the question of whether and how much a sitting president can be made to answer criminal accusations. But based on their take on Trump, MAGA believes in absolute repudiation of a central principle that the founders held sacred, that if you become president, you can do just about anything you want, with impunity, forever. MAGA also despises a little something the founders were quite fond of, called trial by jury. All of them, Trump's lawyers, his media apologists, his political allies, even a lot of his supposed political opponents, are all over the airwaves talking about Biden's two-tier Justice Department being weaponized against poor Donald. They leave out the little part about the grand juries made up of non-DOJ Americans that have indicted him, and the juries made up of other non-DOJ Americans that will be impaneled for his trials. They're whining not only that Trump can't get a fair trial in New York or D.C., where he is deeply unpopular, but also in Fort Pierce, Florida, whose court draws juries from the ruby reddest of regions, and where Trump's trial is scheduled to be presided over by one of his favorite judges. A judge and a venue, by the way, that Biden's Department of Justice has made no attempt to challenge. Ah, yes, Biden's DOJ. With the rare exception of such figures as Chris Christie, the GOP has really dug into its notion that the Trump indictments are pure politics, nothing but a bare-knuckle attempt on the part of the current president and his crime family to knock out his political opponent, who many people see as the Republican least likely to defeat Biden, but let's leave that aside. Given this whole riff about there being one tough standard of justice for Republicans and another easy standard for Democrats, I could be tempted to point out the lengths to which Biden has gone to avoid the appearance of impropriety. I could remind everyone that when Biden took office, he did not exercise the time-honored prerogative all presidents have to accept the resignations of all U.S. attorneys appointed by predecessors of the opposite party. No, when it came to David Weiss, the Trump-nominated U.S. attorney for Delaware, who was then investigating his son Hunter, Biden left that U.S. attorney in place and let him do that work. I could point out the mortifying series of blanks that the GOP's hunter-hunting congressional committees have been firing, the star witness whistleblower whose knowledge of Hunter Biden's nefariousness had so troubled the FBI that the FBI flew him to be interviewed in Belgium. Only the interview turned out to be connected to activities of the whistleblower himself, who didn't become a whistleblower until after his arrest on charges of illegal arms dealing and serving as an unregistered agent of China. But I don't want to get into all those weeds, so I will just mention the number one key point that all normal people need to bear in mind. That point is, even if Hunter Biden turned out to have committed all the crimes that Republicans have been accusing him and semi-accusing him of for years now, and even if Joe Biden contrary to all of the actual evidence thus far presented, 
were somehow involved in that criminal activity. The sum total of it, while terrible and corrupt and seriously actionable, the sum total of those offenses would still not come close to equaling the offense of a sitting president conspiring to overturn an election or the offense of a former president stealing and purposely refusing to return top-secret U.S. security documents, let alone both those offenses put together. That's the main legal point, anyway. Here's the main political one. MAGA wants us to believe that Donald Trump, their hero and the frontrunner for the Republican nomination for the presidency, is dumber than a bag of hair and or more gullible than a four-year-old who puts a lost tooth under a pillow for a fairy to find. This is the story Trump's own people are telling by way of keeping him from getting convicted. He really believed that he had won the 2020 election, so he didn't think he was doing anything wrong when he sought to overturn it. Yes, there were all those Republican judges tossing his team's election fraud claims out of court, all those Republican officials in those swing states screaming that there was no evidence on which to base those claims in the first place, all those Trump administration lawyers and officials from Attorney General Bill Barr on down who told Donald point blank that he had lost and needed to stop telling the American people that he hadn't. And finally, a theretofore talking lapdog of a vice president who, in the end, decided to defy a crowd literally threatening his life rather than go along with his boss's wacky, delusional, seditious scheme. But Donald still believed he won, so it was okay. Now, of course, the indictment alleges that he did not believe any such thing, and it seems very likely that the prosecutors have got plenty of evidence to this effect. But again, let's measure MAGA by its own account of itself. According to them, everyone around Trump knew what the facts were, told him repeatedly and clearly what the facts were, but he really and truly did not grasp those facts. That's their story. Here, I cannot help but compare the GOP account of their party leader with the Democrats' account of theirs. Democrats are constantly defending Joe Biden against the one GOP charge against him that just might stick, the charge that he is too old to serve a second term as president. In this connection, Democrats argue that Biden deserves to be reelected because, although he is an 80-year-old man with a stutter and a shuffle, he has proven himself to be supremely competent both in domestic and foreign policy. And based on his actual individual profile rather than that of the general population, he is quite likely to remain so for another few years. But Democrats further imply, even if disaster strikes in the form of the president's death or debilitation, it would be far better to entertain the possibility of non-insurrectionist Vice President Harris stepping into the Oval Office at some point in the second term than allowing an anti-democracy Trump or wannabe Trump to abuse the office from day one. Republicans, of course, are trying to paint Biden as a goggle geezer and Harris as a total dimwit slash anarchist. We could fight about that forever. But bear in mind, that's not what we are fighting about right now. Right now, Democrats see their nominee as less than ideal, but more than capable, at least thus far. By contrast, 
Trump's legal team is officially vociferously arguing as the basis for minimizing the criminal charges against him that their client has been unable to comprehend basic reality for a period of years, at least. Then again, if polling is to be believed, something like two-thirds of Republican primary voters would say something else. They would say that Trump did and does comprehend the basic reality, which is that he did not lose the 2020 election. But even Ron DeSantis has started to challenge them on that point because it's even dumber for them to drive that one home. Every time it pounds the contention that Trump really won in 2020, MAGA is telling the people of Arizona and Pennsylvania and other swing states, a majority of whom know that they voted for Biden, that their votes should not have counted. That is not a good strategy. So the not a crook, just an idiot is the better of the gambits available to MAGA. But it's still pretty bad. Imagine if Democrats were all over television insisting that Biden is too old and too demented to be able to understand what is clear to everyone else and therefore can't be held responsible for anything he does, while also insisting that he should be returned to the presidency. That is how his team is trying to package Trump. Our candidate is intellectually incapacitated, but if we get our way, he'll be politically invincible. And let's face it. These people are nuts, but nuts can be tough to crack. They just might get their way. But not if we don't let them. So let's not let them. Let's crush MAGA under the weight of their own he's not a crook, he's an idiot argument before MAGA crushes us. Thanks for listening. Tune in for more of Jiu-Jitsu Red to Blue. New episodes drop every Thursday morning.